Hey folks, have you ever thought about starting your own podcast? Maybe you've been listening to the Whitfield Report for a while and you're starting to think to yourself, hey, you know what? I could do this podcast thing, but where the hell do I start? Well, folks, I've had a lot of friends ask me that in the last few weeks, and I'm here to tell you all that Anchor is a one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing your podcast. Best of all, it's 100% free and ridiculously easy to use. And now Anchor can match you with great sponsors who want to advertise on your podcast. This means you can get paid to podcast right away. In fact, that's what I'm doing right now by reading this ad. You're damn right that's what I'm doing. And what I like about Anchor is that whether you're a novice or an expert, it's incredibly easy to use. They have uh, great tools that you can use to record and edit your podcast if you're a novice just starting out. Or if you're like me and you're an old pro at this, you can bring your own tools and record your audio and then upload the files yourselves. Whichever way you podcast, it's extremely easy to use Anchor, and I highly recommend them. So get started today by going to anchor.fm forward slash start. And I can't wait to hear your podcast, ladies and gentlemen. Now go out there and make some podcasts. Hey folks, did you miss me? I'm back for another episode of the Whitfield Report. Second take on the anniversary special. This is part two, I guess you could say. I did promise you a montage of sorts, didn't I? Well, this isn't exactly a montage so much as it is a blast from the past mixed with an interview. Um, This first half of the podcast is going to be, folks, I'm going to play for you something very special. What I'm about to play for you is the very first episode of the Whitfield Nation which was my first podcast that I recorded when I was just 13 years old. I was in eighth grade. My voice hadn't even cracked at this point. And uh, that will become painfully obvious to you guys soon. And uh, honestly, folks, I can't remember back that far, but I, I guess I just kind of started recording this on a whim. I hadn't really, um, I hadn't really, um, planned on doing a political podcast. It just kind of came out of me. I had been listening to a lot of talk radio at that point, and for some reason I thought it would be funny to, uh, do a podcast, so I set up my computer. I got one of those uh, um, headset mics that you use for like uh, sales calls or something. It was one of those headset mics. And um, yeah, I just ended up recording using that. It's only 12 minutes long. And um, like I said, I was only a kid back then. And uh, my voice, you'll be able to tell immediately by the sound of my voice.
all right, folks, I hope you enjoyed this blast from the past and, uh, you know, take it with a grain of salt. Uh, there were some good moments. There were some cringy moments. All in all, I hope you enjoy it. Good day, folks. This is Sam Whitfield on his new talk show. I am talking about life, basically, in this talk show. Let's get right down to it. Um, first subject of the hour is the war in Iraq. Folks, it just seems to me like people don't understand what the Iraq rock war is really about anymore. Um, here's what I think it's about. And, um, yeah, I hope you can accept my opinions. First of all, the Iraq war is not about oil, I don't think. People have gotten the, this crazy notion that the uh, Iraq war is about oil. It's not. And people have seemed to forgotten about what September 11th really meant. That's what the Iraq war is about. It was about... It was about... Um... It was about 9-11 and the horrors that took place. When I was in first grade, I personally watched that on live television. I will never forget it. And it just seems to me like people don't want to accept anymore that the Iraq war is about 9-11. The second thing I think the war in Iraq is about is uh, it's a holy war. Yes, it's the Christians versus the Muslims. That's not the only issue here though. The Muslims are killing their own people. And that's one of the sh my shallow reasons I support. One other, but I would have to say that the um, reason that I support the Iraq War most is because of my handicap. You may ask, why? You are, you are in the United States of America. And you have good health care. You're in a wheelchair. You're lucky. So why is this a concern? Well, I'll tell you my concern. The terrorists would love any day, any time, any year to wipe this country off the face of the, face of the earth or occupy it. Now, if I am occupied, the Muslim, 
Muslims, the Muslim extremists, which are what the terrorists are, they do not believe that handicapped should live. That's something for you to think about. Supporting the Iraq war is that people do not realize what we want. Another thing, women who don't who don't support the Iraq war. This is another point. Islam extremists believe that believe that the um, majority of women, in fact all women, shouldn't be working. So, honestly, I have to say that this is only for the wheelchair. This is for you, too. We're trying to protect everyone. We're trying to protect our freedom of speech and our freedom of religion. Do I think... Do I like the war in Iraq? No, I hate it. But am I willing to support it? Yes, I am. Thing that really bugs me is that a lot of liberals out there believe that the conservatives love war. Okay, no one likes war, first of all. Not unless you're some crazy maniac, which I'm not going to go into detail. It's just that simple, people. Um, you know, the Iraq War is really a bad subject, but we need to uh, address it for what it is. It is a war to free a country. Because, believe it or not, the Iraqis want our freedom. They want our freedom. Oh, yes. Yes, they do. The only reason you don't hear about it is because our reporters are getting threatened over there. It's just, it's very awkward to me how people hate Rush Limbaugh, yet they haven't even listened to people like him. Now, for you people who don't like Rush Limbaugh, I just want to say that you can feel comfortable with me because I will accept different opinions. Um, listen, um, this talk show that I'm going to be hosting, you know, I'm going to be sending up an email for this talk show and I want you to send your thoughts and your opinions about anything or on a subject we talk about the show. We're not only going to talk politics, we're going to talk about life, about happiness, about health, about being 
rich or saving your money and making good choices with your finances. Uh, we will talk about religious beliefs. We can talk about newspaper articles we've read. Um, there's just so much we can listen to and I want you to send in your emails and when I read your emails I will print it out and I will have it right by me while I'm recording this. Alright so one thing that you need to know is that when I read the letters you can either type in to the email keep confidential uh, but I would like your name so that I can know that people aren't sending me spam or anything bad um let's see what else um Another problem that we will talk talk about is immigration, illegal immigration. Okay, I know a lot of you are probably like, uh, he doesn't like Mexicans, he doesn't like Mexicans. Okay, that's not true. I like them. My concern with illegals is that A, the terrorists in Iraq, this kind of links back to it, don't necessarily have to look like a Muslim. They can shave their beards, they can, you know, take off their turbans, they can look like Mexicans. There's not much different in color tone. And, um, you know, someone told me, I was talking with them, a friend of mine, and they said that when, when they saw Flight 93, the movie about the Pennsylvania plane crash on 9-11, there was an interview with the people, with the pilots at the base, and they said that those people look just like us and they look like Mexicans so what am I getting at here illegal immigration is a matter of national security it's it's not only the Mexicans who could be entering it could be it could be terrorists trying to get in. And if we let them get into the country, then I don't even want to think about what will happen. Another thing that really kind of upsets me is that they're the illegal immigrants 
you know, they have, they're getting more radical, medical rights than we are. They're getting everything free. You know, um, you know, my therapist, Denise, told me that she was seeing a little girl, and they were waiting for Medicaid, and guess what? They got approved instantly because they were from Mexico, and they weren't registered. The average American's wait is three, is three to five years, I heard. I heard. I don't think it's really fair that the handicapped people with, I mean, people with disabilities are are getting Medicaid later than immigrants who cross over. It's just, I know that sense didn't flow very well, but do you get what I mean? I mean, now, tell, tell me this, and I will have a free webs.com Page running up to one of our first polls will be Do you think that it is fair that an illegal immigrant is getting Medicaid instantly, but a person with disabilities who is born here in the United States? has to wait three to five years to get Medicaid. It's just, you don't have to agree with me. You don't have to agree with anything on this talk show. I'm presenting my opinions. I'm presenting what I know. I'm just asking you to think about it. Well, that's all I can think about for now. Um. I'll have the website ready, and we will be good from there. See you next time. I'm Sam Field, and the current time on this recording is 5.51. Good night. Well, folks, I don't know about you, but, uh... I sure would like to think I've improved over time. But for a kid in 8th grade, uh, I think I did pretty well for myself back then. And that was the podcast that started it all. But we're far from done. Uh, In this next segment, I am going to be playing for you, you a a Skype call with my close friend, uh, Luke Nicholas. He called me to, uh, congratulate me on 10 years of, uh, podcasting. And, uh, we actually went back and listened to my very first, uh, podcast episode, which you just heard. 
and uh, we decided to record our reaction live. Um, my apologies, but there's no audio from the show itself in the recording, so there may be instances where we're uh, where there's a bit of dead air from both of us. But we did do some commentary on, on the show, and um, I think it turned out well. And then afterwards, we got into just a very deep discussion about the history of the podcast, the current state of the country in general, and our friendship, which has lasted close to 18 years. Um, and I'm not saying that to brag, but he and I have known each other since kindergarten, uh, we've been very close friends. We drifted apart um, a bit in high school and in middle school, but we've reconnected uh, recently within the past three years, and um, we've never been closer than we are right now. So, folks, I would like you to welcome my good friend, my good personal friend, Luke Nicholas to the Whitfield Report, and uh, I hope you guys enjoy the conversation that we've had together. Yeah, so that's kind of how all this started, so... Um, wow. That's beautiful. And then... Um, Should we listen to your first show? Uh, yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm actually... I actually just started uh, record, recording this, too, by the, by the way. I, I figured since you were uh, asking me all these questions, I might as well... Record, oh, yeah. ...record it, yeah. but... Um, yeah, let's let's see. I don't know. I don't even know if the if it if it's still on there. But let me let me look and see if it is. Uh, oh no! Yeah, p please pull it up, bro. I wanna. We can do some active commentary on your show. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Let me let me see what um. If we listen close enough, we might hear your balls drop. <laughs> well, I, I I think I think I think in one episode that might have been the been the case. <laughs> right. Um, uh, I I'm not trying to be crude. I've just no 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 you know, no yeah no. Yeah. I believe me. I'm believe me. You uh, believe me. I'm I am much more crude about 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 myself than than um. Oh gosh. So. <clears throat> Someone tonight. Well, I just know that, you know, you started in eighth grade and, you know, all of our voices were in that roller coaster state. Oh, yeah. I'm, and I'm pretty sure in like some of the, some of the early episodes. Um, so the, so the early, so the interesting thing is, is there's an entire, there's actually an entire year of my show. Um, that is now missing. Oh, from my fr from my freshman year of high school. Um, oh. 
Because what happened was the the computer that I that I was recording on at the time got like a virus and it kicked the it kicked the bucket. Um, oh. And yeah, that kind of stuff happens. Yeah, and and it, like and like at the time, like like pod like podcast hosting wasn't unlimited like it is now. So like what what I had to do was like you know, upload episodes and then take them off like every few weeks. So, uh, well, are they somewhere on the internet? Oh yeah. Well, I, I still have the very first one, which I, which I always kept up and I'm glad I did. So, um, yeah. Well, what about, uh, what about this year though? So you would post them and then they would, you would have to take them off again or what? Yeah, I would, I would have to take them off because like, because the stupid website would always say that, oh, you've run out, of di- you've run out of disk space, but oh, but you can, okay. you can pay to upgrade, you know. And I, I was like a freshman in the high school at the time. I didn't have, a, I, right. I didn't have a credit card, or you know, and yeah. So let's see, Podbean, Podbean. Bro, you got to make sure that you keep this episode. Do you have it recorded on a, a third-party device? I I I have it downloaded and backed up somewhere. Yeah, I I did I did download it. I Matt and Matt has a Matt has a copy. So. <laughs> oh gosh. So, I I'm like I'm like I'm like I'm like what are what are you saving that for? And he's like uh, I'm probably gonna play at your wedding at some at some point just to just to embarrass the hell the hell out of you. So. Oh, that would be so funny, dude. Yeah. So I slammed my finger in the door in a door today. Ooh, what? I know. How did that happen? Like a big, like a big door, a big heavy steel door. And it just kind of the, the wind slammed the door. It was horrible. And I'm I'm on the phone with my cousin, and he answers. The finger happens. It slams as he's answering the phone. Oh. And I'm like, oh, 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 hey, bud. I just oh, so oh, it was so painful, dude. Holy crap! I had to let it go. I, I found it. You did. Uh-huh. All right, turn it on. Let's hear it. Yeah, well, I I can't believe I can't believe it. Uh... Hi, this is Sam Whitfield. <laughs> I I wonder if this will let, let me. Okay, let me let me let me let me share my uh, screen with you. Okay. I don't know if this will play on your end. If if it doesn't, I'll just send you the link, and you can uh, listen. Oh, it should. It should play. Yeah, but I I have headphones plugged into my mic, so. Um, okay. I I I think well too, but I'm not. Uh, okay. Share screen. 
I I really can't be on too long, bro. I got a I got church in the morning and then work. Oh, okay. Yeah. I I won't I won't keep you on for too much longer. Okay, can you Oh. S- it didn't even ask me if I wanted to share the screen or not. Well, because I'm sharing, <laughs> because I'm sharing mine with you. So it it asked it asked me. But uh Oh. Whitfield Nation, episode 1. Wow, 2008. Okay. 5 5-4. Okay, it's an, it's interesting that it's that it said it was 5-4, but I I re- I recorded it in, on March 25th. I know that for a fact. Okay. Okay. I can hear just a whisper. Okay, well, let me let me send you the link. Let me send you the link to. The... Well, unplug your headphones really quick. Let's see if I can hear it then. Um. It it might screw up my settings. Let me. Okay. Let me, All right then. Let me let me send you you and then I think you might be able to play it through your speaker. Okay. Podbean. I've been watching uh, comedians in cars getting coffee. Oh yeah, that Jerry Seinfeld show. That that's... fantastic show. Yeah, uh, I watched that back when it was a YouTube series. Okay, I, I sent you the link. Okay. I'm still sharing my screen with you, so I don't know how to get to the link. Uh. Hmm. Oh, you mean I'm sh- I'm still sharing my screen with you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, let me let me uh Okay. Uh there should be like a little chat icon or some or something like that. Yeah, that's what I thought. Huh. Oh, oh. Um, hmm. Okay. Oh, there we go. Gosh, this mechanical contraption, I don't know how it works. Okay, copy link. And we're going to cruise over here, paste, Podbean. Yep. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, I'm going to share my screen with you. Okay. Okay, contacts, call. Gosh, I haven't been on... I used to be an expert at this, bro. And then, you know... Well, they, okay. they update it so much, it's... They like they rearrange things all, all the time. Change language? That's cool. 
Would you start speaking in Spanish to me if I, I change the language? Probably not. That'd be funny. Okay, let me just find this here. Uh, okay, tools. It should be under, like, converse. Oh, it should oh, be oh, yeah, conversation. Oh, I see, yeah. Really? It, it doesn't have the share screen option. Under. No. Huh. Oh. Okay. Let's see. <laughs> Add block find old favorites list unread close. This is great uh, radio, by the way. <laughs> just, uh, just, just us navigating through your. Uh, yeah, I guess so. Skype, yeah. Skype. It's memory. better than dead air, isn't it? Well, yeah, it, it's it's better than that. Um, some would even say it's it's better than my actual show. So. <laughs> oh no no. Okay, I'm I'm ready to like. Ask Skype. Okay, options. Oh gosh, here we go. Is there like a, is there like, what, what are all the menus that you're presented with? Okay, there's I, all kinds of menus. I would ask you to share my screen, to share your screen with me, but obviously, that, that's what we're trying to figure out, so... Okay, let's see. Okay, webcam. Advanced. No, I don't think it would be under there. Calls. It used to be like a super obvious button. Um... Okay, here's... I have Skype. Contacts, conversation, call, view, tools, and help. Luke, when you when you go into the um, when you click on Skype and you can see like the call window with like my face, yeah, in it. Uh, if you hover over it, does it give you like an option for like webcam and, and microphone, and there should be like a little plus button? Yeah. <laughs> Excuse me, um, click on that plus button, and I think it might have the share screen. Oh. Um, yeah, that, yeah. If you click on that plus button, it should have the share screen. Well, that says to add people to the conversation. Well, I know, but, but is that the only option it's giving you when you click on it? Oh, wait a minute. Send image. Hmm. Okay, let's see. If you click on the uh, plus button, um. Oh, I see. 
Oh, yes. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. Try. Share screens. I found it. Okay. Yes. I got you. Yes. Yes. Okay. Are we here? Yep. We're here. Okay. Let me know if you can hear this. Got it? No. Can you, can you hear me though? I can. What we'll, we'll, what we'll do is we'll we'll sync it up and we'll. I'm talking about life, basically. <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh my gosh, bro, that's so beautiful. This is Sam Whitfield on his new podcast, and ba we're just talking about life, basically. Oh, dude. Okay, let's see if I can share audio with you. Share a window. Hmm. Okay. Maybe it's maybe it's like the way your your computer uh, is set up. You even say, "Let's get right down to it." I think you still say that, bro. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I. I. I do. Okay. Let's get right down to <laughs> it. That is so cute. Oh my gosh. Okay. If if you were a chick, I'd be blushing right right now. I know. I'm sorry. I shouldn't be calling your stuff cute, but it is really funny. You're just a little kid, you know, on on the thing, you know, not now. Oh, but... oh, I know. Yeah. Believe me, I'm I'm amazed. I I'm amazed that that voice became this. Okay, I'm sharing just a window. Okay, yeah, I, I can I can see it. We might just have to sync this uh, and hit go at the same time. Okay. Okay. Um. Are Are you ready? Yeah, I'm at 19 seconds already. Oh, you're at 19 seconds. Well, let me let me hurry up to you. Okay. Uh, okay. Okay. Uh, I'm at 20 seconds, so... Wait. Okay. I'm listening. Yeah. Folks. <laughs> oh, well, tell us about it. <laughs> okay, I'm paused at 58 seconds. Hold on. Dude, this is extraordinary. I'm serious, bro. I, this is unheard of that some eighth grade kid would be talking about his opinions that hopefully you can accept about the freaking Iraq war, dude. I mean, this is something else. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah. Here, here, here's me eight years later. I don't really give a crap if you if you were. 
if you accept my opinions, but here they are anyway. Right, right, exactly. So, okay, I'm I'm continuing. How many seconds are you at? I'm at 102, but yeah, it's pretty, okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Pause. Okay. The, the the scary thing is, is it seems like a lot of people actually have forgotten about nine eleven, in in a way. Oh uh, yeah, in uh, yeah, definitely. I mean, I think you know there were so many different causes and benefits to the Iraq War that it was like a boiling cauldron of you know milk and you know if you let milk on the stove for too long it boils over right, really right, quickly yeah. and it's a mess you know and i think that 911 was the boiling you know it boiled over the pot well right i i i, I agree with that but i mean i think now even like now well well now you want you want to feel well now there's an now there's like an entire there's an entire generation of kids, not babies but kids who don't they weren't born when nine eleven happened so mm-hmm. it means nothing to them and so yeah maybe maybe the cauldron boiled over but I think we may it may be boiling over again here soon if we're not careful. Sure, you know, and I think. For me, you know, I was so young when 9-11 happened, bro. I just did not have any conception of what was going on. Well, I, I, well, I didn't either, but I guess not, I guess 9-11 was kind of another. You were asking me earlier, like, what my uh, impetus was for starting this show. And honestly, uh, it was, I've told this story before. I don't know if I've told you this story before, but, but, uh, my mom, uh, actually, uh, the morning of September 11th, she was getting me dressed and, uh, or helping me. And, uh, she got, she got a call from a, from a friend, uh, of my dad's. And he basically told her to go turn on the TV. And, uh, it was with a sense of urgency. And uh, she never did, she never turned the TV on. But she brought me out to the living room and turned the TV on. And I think uh, right as she turned it on, the the first uh, tower went down. Oh, gosh. And so I, and so I saw that. And uh, I... I understood what was going that what was going on was bad, um, but I don't think I really conceived of it until like you know a couple of years la- later. Right. But I, I I do remember like you know once I learned about more stuff in you know school and connected and connected the dots, like I I still do remember seeing it. And I mean, I guess that's kind of what drives me to do it is like, I is like, I still remember it and I was like six. Yeah. But now people seem to like it. Uh, anyway, though, that, that was kind of amusing that I predicted at 
in eighth grade that people would forget about nine eleven. So. Yeah, and and you know it's 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 bound to happen. I mean, we have people who are pretending the Holocaust didn't happen. Yeah, uh, you know, it's like. What's that? Uh, I just uh, Richard Richard Spencer. He's like a he's like an alt right neo Nazi uh, nationalist. Oh, well, yeah. even directly after World War Two, there were Nazis who could not believe that it was happening. You know, they were on the Western Front or they were in France, and they saw this and they were like, no. No, no, no. This never happened. No way. Yeah. Because they weren't there. They weren't part of the, you know, SS or whoever was doing that. And, well, yes, the SS was doing that, among others. You know, they weren't part of it, and they were in utter disbelief. And, yeah, I mean, it's crazy. Yeah, it, it is. So. Anyway, though, let's, uh, let's continue on. I'm at the yeah, I'm at the uh, 110 mark. So. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Radical Islam. Hmm. Oh, wow. I just paused it at 2.13. Uh-huh. It's a holy war. It's the Christians versus the Muslims. Yep. And I think that's... I Yeah, I mean, that's fairly valid in, in part, for sure. Right, yeah. Um, I mean, I think... I think for being in eighth grade, that's pretty advanced, so. Yeah, do you think you heard your mom talking about this? Uh, maybe at, at, at some point, um, but I, I, I remember, dear, dear God, I, I'm probably going to come off as like an, as like an Islamophobe. I, I remember, I remember, I remember seeing, uh, like a picture of Osama, of Osama bin Laden on TV, yeah, and just like thinking, I I do not like that guy. Oh or, wow! Or anyone that looks like him. Which, oh, uh, yeah. So well, you know, and I think that's valid. I think there was a lot of fear mongering that went on during that time period. Yeah, I mean. I think even now, though, if if we're being honest, I mean, people, 
I mean, people get jumpy around everything, though. Not yeah. Just, not just Muslims, but it's crazy. Right, right, yeah. Um, yeah. Well, and I think, you know, as Christians, you know, and, and yeah, I think there's, you know, as far as I've come in my walk, you know, I do think that there is a just war. Oh, for oh, for sure. Well, well, it, it depends on how you look at it. I think I think there is a just war that we're fighting. I think it's because we were fought, we we've been forced to fight like an unjust war on on our end. Uh, and what I mean by that is, like this whole thing of, I mean, Ty and I were talking about this the the other day. The whole thing with like fifty seven genders and whatnot i mean that's that's insanity right and uh you know we're in we're in more of a culture war than anything else right yeah now, right now yeah well, i mean and, I agree. and a spiritual war but you know it's it's being fought through the culture so I'm, yeah yeah i'm at I'm yeah at, let's continue i'm at 219 so i'm at 213 Okay. You may ask why. Pause. I I, for, I forgot about this part completely. Oh. I I, I, I like it. I have no idea where I'm going from here on out. So. Okay. <laughs> Play. Okay, pause really quick. I'm at 404. Where, bro, where are you getting this thought? I feel like a lot of this is long conversations that you've had with your mother and John and things that you have absorbed from listening to listening to them talk about serious stuff. 
I mean, this is pretty, yeah. I mean, this is like a pretty good analyze, you know, an, an analysis of well, and of reasons to support the war. You know, I, I, it's very interesting. Well, and I mean, and I, I had heard the cons too in school and whatnot. I mean, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yes. We're in it. You know, we're already in it for what three or four years at this point. Uh, let's see. Oh, in terms of school? No, in terms of the war. Well, the... Uh, Three, four to five to six to seven to eight. We're five years into the war. Yeah, yeah, we we were, we were five, we were five year, years in. So, and, wow. uh, you know, I, I, I do remember, like, even going back to elementary school, we had some, we had, we had a, we had a, a teacher uh, who was pretty far to the left, uh, to the point where she wanted to vote for John, she wanted to vote for John Kerry. So, well, then maybe, maybe not. You know, maybe this is more than just. I mean, this might be a lot of Sam Whitfield thought. You know. Well, I mean, I I did this. I did this completely unscripted, and uh, I mean, I still do it somewhat unscripted. But for for a while there, I actually did like prepare little outlines. Um, mm -hmm. But this one was just like a complete dry run. Like I I had no idea what I was. I was just going along with what was in my mind. Right. Let's know? see what happens. Yeah. So. Okay. Well, let's see what happens. What? Oh, um, I, I, so I just got to the bar where I was saying something that like, you know, women not being able to work and I'm like, and I'm like, yeah, I, obviously I hadn't heard about the Islamic rape gangs yet, so. Oh, yeah. Right, women not being able to work or to drive or to, you yeah, know, yeah. Well, well, I'm like, yeah. well, I'm like, yeah, and and well, I'm like in my head, like that was that was like the worst. I mean, like, like I'm not saying that that's not. I'm not saying that that that, that that's good, but like you know, obviously there was a lot more to it. So right, or to sing, or to write, or to read, you yeah. know, or to ride a boat. I mean, oh my gosh, dude, there's these Saudi women that were, you know, hoping will come to church with us one of these days, but, you know, I hope to God that they do. Um, but we were asking them, oh, what do you like to do in Saudi Arabia? And they said, oh, we'd like to go to the beach. I said, what do you guys do at the beach? And they say, oh, we chat and, you know, all the girls hang out. And I was like, oh, do you guys go out on boats? They say, no, 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 no. Women are not allowed on boats. That is only the men. You know, and so the men go out on the boats and they, 
Do they you know, have-, have all this fun and the women have to wear a full dress, you know? Yeah, yeah, that, that's it. So they have to wear like a full, is it, and I'm assuming it's black too, right? Right. In the middle of the heat at the beach, you know, it's. Dear yeah. God, dear God that, 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 that sounds painfully stifling just thinking just thinking about that i mean it is i mean at least give them a white a a white robe i mean not 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 right not that that's going to make things you know much better but you know give them give them something with with more neutral well that i mean that's even something i I think that stephen crowder brought up a few years ago so um yeah all right well let's play on I'm at 4:41, so. Okay. Oh, pause. You're not going to go into details about the crazy maniac? About about the crazy uh, suicide bombing maniacs? I mean, I see, like, the Joker going through your head. You know, or or some crazy maniac. You know, I'm I'm listening to this, like, you kind of quiet your voice down. I'm not going to go into that. (laughs) I love it. (laughs) Oh, oh. Okay, I'm playing from 5.30. Okay. It's just as simple. Yeah. Raise that voice, baby. Oh, yes. Fake news. Oh, that is sweet. Yeah, that yeah, that changed that changed quickly.
Use your finances. <laughs> which I which I never did. And uh, I'm not I'm in no position to do that right now. Okay, pause. Pause it for a sec. Bro, I think I think that sounds so I, I think you've really narrowed it down. You know, like you just talked about so many different categories that the show could talk about, you know? Yeah. Which is okay. Well, the yeah, the well, and the money thing I've never covered, especially now since I'm I'm a broke college student, so. Yeah, I mean, you could talk about Robin Hood, or you could talk about. <laughs> they need to they need to respond to me first, so. <laughs> <laughs> or you could talk about like, you know, once you guys get your first salary job, you need to start a Roth IRA, you know, or. You know, what is a a futures uh, volatility stock or what is a ETF? You know, you could learn some little things like that and do a finance show if you wanted. Or, well, I mean, there's all kinds of things you could do. You know? Yeah. Or, or I could bring in uh, Josh Johnson, who is my uh, who is my uh, colleague at American Watchman. He's actually an accountant. Okay. See, now we're talking. See, I think you've taken steps in that direction, bro, of creating a news. Well, that's kind of a news channel. Well, that well, I mean, the Whitfield Report has always kind of been my show, but I mean, American American Watchmen is kind of like the news slash opinion outlet. I mean, that's the other thing that is blogging has involved has uh, has evolved and improved. Uh, over the over the past decades. So. Well, this little Sam is talking here about a new NBC. Yeah, ba- basically, basically what Breitbart would have turned into in a in a in a few years. So th- this this was a, no, this was pre Breitbart um, and whatnot. So, well, Breitbart was probably doing. His own journaling and who was he working for? No, oh, oh, he was actually working for uh, Aaron Huffington of the Huffington Post and building that website up at the time. So. He was working for Huffington Post. Yeah, he helped co-found that website. Andrew Breitbart was working for Huffington Post. Are you serious? Yeah, he he create he create he created the Huff. The, well, he helped co-create it as like a, as like a place purpose, wow. purposely where all where all the liberals could go and like spout off their uh, maniac uh, opinions. <laughs> and, um, oh my gosh! And then you know he he took so he so then he took so then he so so then what so then like once they went public once AOL bought them out like. He took his poor, because AOL bought HuffPo from Aaron Huffington. Oh and, wow! Uh, then once they then once they got bought, like I I think from what I remember the story, uh, I think he like took his end of the money and like started, you know what would become Breitbart from his basement. So wow. And uh, yeah, I 
that is the one regret I have is that I was never able to interview him. So I mean, he he, he died before I before I could. So um, now there's a there's a good documentary about Andrew Breitbart somewhere that yeah. I've seen. Yeah, hating hating Breitbart. That I I think I was the one who recommended that. I think you did. Yeah. I I I, I still watch that like like maybe. I think maybe I missed my yearly screening last year, though. So usually I watch it once a year. Okay. But uh, I missed it, so I might have to do that. Well, anyway, so does the American Watchmen? Do they have? Do you have a like a finance column on there, or a you know international economy thing, or? Um, a Europe set, a Europe politics section. We, you know, we do, we do have like an international section, um, and we talk, we we do talk economics, like as far as like, you know, how how the globus are, you know, manipulating currencies and whatnot. We don't, I mean, so I suppose that is economic in some ways, but you know, we don't we don't talk about you know, like money management or, or anything like that. I uh, think it would be cool, bro, if we got together and kind of outlined a vision. I mean, I'm sure you've done this, but I would like to sit down with you and talk to you about what is the vision? You know, where do you want to see this? What are you modeling it after? Is this going to be like a BBC? You know, is this going to be like a... You know, what are we talking about here? Well, you've already met you've already met Adam who who's one of the co-founders and you know, who knows? I think I I think you should meet the rest of the board at some point. So um they're all, they're probably all going to hear this by the way. Uh this Oh going, cool. Yeah. This I think it would be cool if you guys got together. I mean, I don't really know if I need to be there, but if you guys got together and s- outlined a vision, well, we, you know, I can throw a few things out. I think it would be cool if you had like a ticker box, you know, where you had uh, one of those ribbons oh, yeah, that we, had the Dow Jones, well, we, we, the NASDAQ, S&P. Well, we've been trying to like put one of those on our site, but they don't, you know, those are kind of hard to come by. So. Okay, that would be super cool to have that on there. But anyway, it's I'm just throwing some ideas out there, and yeah. those ideas are things that news agencies that I get my news from, that's what their website looks like. It looks professional. It looks organized. It looks serious, you know? And have, American Watchmen does. Don't get me wrong. It does. Have you, I've been on the site. Have you been on my personal uh, website lately? I've been on there. I went on there one time. Yes. Uh, no, like twice. Yeah, two or three times probably. How how long ago? I I, I redesigned the site at the beginning of the year. Okay. What's? Let's see. It's just thesandwichfield.com. Oh right. Yes. 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 Okay. I'm swinging over there real quick. Hold on. 
Is the theme song gonna start when the web page opens? Dun dun dun. No. Dun dun. It's the same Whitfield. Dun dun. Look at that mustache, dude. Oh baby. Oh baby, that is luscious, bro. Do you comb that bad boy or what? Um. Well, I well I just trimmed it. Uh. But. Wow, this is great. You got a book review, a film critique, a concert review. Nice. So my so my personal website is kind of like the political thing and then like also like kind of like my uh culture critiquing too. So. Oh, cool. Yeah, that's lovely, bro. It looks great. Thanks. So Yeah. That's great. Right, okay, um, let's continue on with Whitfield Nation. Yeah. Uh, brought to you back from the past at Luke's insistence. So. <laughs> All right, I'm at 749. I'm at 810. Keep it confidential. Let's keep it confidential. <laughs> okay, I gotta pause here, bro. They can take off their turbans, they can shave their beards, and they can look like Mexicans. That is just, oh my gosh. You, 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 you want to you know what's hilarious? I, I was laughing because that is such a, tr that is such a, a Trumpian argument, too. <laughs> but it, it, Trumpian. But it's like, it's, but, but I was making the argument like before Donald Trump was even like, um, you know, on the radar, like, well, probably before Donald Trump became a Republican. Well, yeah, I mean, Donald Trump had been on the radar for years, but like politically speaking, I mean, like, you know, like, like this is back, this was back in the, back in the time when Donald Trump as president was like a joke on the Simpsons.
you know. Was it a joke on The Simpsons? I I I think I think at like one point it, I think at one point. Oh. Yeah, I think I vaguely remember something like that in the I, news. I think at one point, like it was. And, right. Right. And um. And then like. But and by the way, like, can you imagine being like Matt Gronach and oh, like writing that and now like now that he's actually president, being like, oh my. I mean, like, I mean, like that that would that would actually weird me out, you know, or like maybe not weird me out, but you know, like I don't know how I don't know how I would react to that, like, you know. But yeah, yeah. They can take off their turbans. <laughs> okay, folks. They can take off their turbans, and uh, you know, on honestly, we need to build a, a southern border wall. <laughs> you know what this sounds like? Um, let's see. Uh, send uh the logic behind what's the bill, bro? Sensen. Sensenbrenner, bro. Uh, behind what bill? The Sensenbrenner, bro? Yes. Bill? Yes. Jim. Oh, what is, what is, what is that? What was, uh, Sensenbrenner was, um, it essentially was like a racial profiling bill in Arizona. The Sensenbrenner bill was a huge deal. Oh yeah, yeah, I know what I know what that. Well, I mean, how else are we going to profile? I mean, I well, it's still a. Uh, I mean, uh, my neighbor Gary was down. He was he's a quail hunter, and he was down in Arizona, right near the border, and. Uh, no, he might have been in New Mexico. No, I think he was in Arizona. Yeah, he was in Arizona. And there were, um, you know, right by the highway, there were stops going on. There was traffic due to the, the stops. I mean, it was no trifling matter down there. It was very eye-opening to him that they were regulating uh, the immigration so heavily. Okay, so this is border protection. This I'm on NCSL, uh, Border Protection, Anti-Terrorism, and Illegal Immigration Control Act of 2005. Co-sponsors, Representative James Sensenbrenner, Jim Sensenbrenner, Wisconsin, and Peter King of New York. Uh, oh, yes, I know Peter King. Well, I don't know him, but I know of him. Oh, see, why did I think this had to do with Arizona? Um, let's see. Hmm. Voluntary departure border security provides a variety of new technology. Um, okay. 
provides additional fencing along U.S.-Mexico border and calls for a study to examine the construction of a fence along the northern Canadian border. Interesting. Let's see. Establishes an electronic phone system employment verification process and requires participation by all employers. Requires re-verification of all previously hired employees under the new system. Federal, state, and local governments would have to meet this requirement in, within three years of an enacted legislation. Increases civil penalties uh, for hiring individuals without employment authorization. Expands requirements for employment verification of day labor sites. So it's not a racial profiling thing. Um, no, but I think that's what the media tried to paint that as, if I remember correctly, the fake news. Yeah, maybe something like that. But there's another bill, bro, that we should know about, honestly. Um, well, maybe we, maybe we can search for another time. Uh, yeah. Because All right, let's keep – let's listen further. Okay, where, where are you at? I'm at 929. We have, we have five minutes left, so. Okay, I'm at 947. How did that happen? Go ahead and play, bro. Okay. Let me know when you hit 46. Yep, I'm there. Okay, pause. What friend? Do you remember? Uh, I don't. It was pro I was probably trying to keep my uh, stepdad's name anonymous. Okay. At that point. Okay. I I don't I I don't remember though. It I it might have been an actual friend. I think one of our classmates had maybe gone to see. Flight 93. Well, John, John is an actual friend. Well, yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Okay. He is. He, I mean, he is my stepdad, but he, yeah, he, he is a friend, too. Yeah. He's more than that, obviously. But I, right. Yeah. Okay. Where are you at now? I'm at 1016. Okay. Yes, yeah, I agree with that.
The exhale so well timed. Now, I don't know about that, but. <laughs> Pause real quick. Who's Denise? Are you still in contact with Denise? Yeah, my my therapist, and I'm probably gonna have to bleep that out now if I ever if I ever repost. Oh, okay. Uh, so, yeah, uh, I mean, I think I think it's so profitable to have a therapist. I've thought about having a therapist. Yeah, well, 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 not for this, not for well, she was a physical therapist. So. Oh, okay. But I think it's also good to have, you know, or at least a pastor that you talk to every now and then, you know, about things. Well, that, well, that's what you got me for. In my, in my, in my well, heart. yeah, I was just thinking that. I was like, I don't need to pay someone a hundred dollars an hour to listen to me confess. <laughs> I mean, you know? I mean, if you want, if you want to. Um... <laughs> oh, I. Well, we'll see. When I get on salary job, bro, maybe you know. When I get a salaried job, we'll see. You know the, these uh these tuition bills, and right. you know college yeah. textbooks they're they're not they're not paying for themselves. So. No, but no. They're, In I'm fact, not, they're they're gaining interest. Right. Yeah. So. Okay. Let's put. Let's play. And I'm then, at eleven fifty eight. Okay. I'm at I'm at eleven fifty four. Okay. Three. Two. One. I don't know if that's true. Yeah, I was just going to ask you that. I think that's a, a white-faced lie, bro. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Free webs. God, this thing is dated. Yeah. <laughs> Wow. I don't know about that, bro.
<laughs> well, it's honest for the most part. Why did I timestamp that? I don't know. But that was never, beautiful, dude. Never time, oh, gosh. Never, yeah, well, except except for the part where I where I make myself sound inadvertently racist. Uh. <laughs> I, my favorite part was, well, I've ran out of things <laughs> to think of. <laughs> and that's the end of the show. So, oh my gosh. That is so lovely. Are we still sharing screens? Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, we are. Um, you can. Okay. You can stop sharing now. Oh. I don't know how to. So. <laughs> that plus button. Okay. Okay. It should say like stop screen share. Oh. Yeah, yeah. There we go. Okay. Oh, man, that is really funny. Cringeworthy, too, in parts. But, in uh, parts, yes, yeah. I mean, I wonder about the, uh, you know, it's such a, you know, illegal immigrants getting Medicaid before American citizens who are disabled receive it. That is pretty out there. Yeah, well, it might have been then, but I mean, when you when you hear about the VA, and I mean, yeah, yeah, I I I think maybe what I was getting at is like maybe some of them are like, you know, forging papers. Um, that, maybe that happens. You know what, bro? You know what I've heard from people who have traveled the world and, um, you know, and, and from history that, that I've come in contact with is that this country has some of the best facilities, um, and accessibilities for disabled and handicapped people in the world. Oh yeah. Well, we have the we have the ADA, the Americans. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I've heard even in, you know, South Korea, Japan, Germany, England, they do not have even comparable no amenities. They, no, they no, they don't. Um I mean, that that was that was the one part and that was the one piece of uh, as far as I know, bipartisan legislation that, you know, really worked out. So, uh, Right. Well, it's beautiful that, you know, can I say your people? <laughs> yes, yes. That, you know, you and, um, and Stephen Hawking. <laughs> I'm sorry. The fact that that guy came up to you and said, "Oh, I'm, I'm my condolences for Stephen." Huh. That is just so funny. Yeah. Anyway, you know, I just think that the handicapped people, the the allies, you you, you, you can, know, you can say it, my people. 
<laughs> you know. But yeah, I mean, but that's the thing. It's like, like you're my people, though. You know. Right. Right. Um. I you mean, know, like I can identify with you in a to a certain extent. I mean, but at the same time, it's, you know, yeah, it's your people. You know, people who have struggles, and we have struggles, Sam. We struggle in many ways, the oh, same. Oh yeah. You know, it's just like, you know, you have this incredible struggle that has helped define your character and refine you as an individual. Um, you know, and in many ways it's been a blessing and in many ways it's been, you know, a very difficult and infuriating thing, um, to deal with. Um, it has in it and it, it has and it hasn't. Um, right, right. Exactly. You know, and, and I just think that for you and people with similar struggles, you know, in terms of, of mobility, that they and you included have a voice like that strong enough to say, yes, we need public transportation with uh, handicap accessibility, yeah. school buses, office buildings. We need codes and regulations, you know, we can't just put ourselves in asylums and, you know, not be part of society. You know, I mean, now we... seriously, though, Stephen Hawking was communicating until the day that he died through like four muscles in his eye. Yeah, that that's that's amazing. That's amazing. I mean, he wasn't cloistered away somewhere he was a public figure well yeah well not only that he was out having a he was he was i i guess stepping out isn't the right word but maybe roll, <laughs> maybe rolling out on it on his wife to, <laughs> yeah though yeah to, to have extramarital affairs like that that one like that one like i'm i'm still trying to figure out like how he pulled that one off so oh gosh it, it's it's not it's not like you know people in wheelchair it, it's not like we can sneak off that easily and yet he did so. <laughs> right right and like beep beep, well, and beep. Like, well and like he was like i mean even in like a more severe situation but well but i guess when you're rich you can afford for them to come to you Right, right. So, oh gosh. Well, you know, I just, I just wanted to comment on, on that. You know that this country has come so far in terms of, you know, and I don't want to be, I don't want to do identity politics. I don't want to do that. Yes, we. It's it's my favorite topic. But, you know. You can say it. I mean, I don't think the wheelchair is what defines you. No, no, it's not. That's not your identity. This We're not talking identity politics. We are talking about including people in society that have physical disabilities. Well, not I mean, why not people who are whining about their privilege or their lack thereof. Well, 
Well, my well, my white male privilege uh, trumps my uh, d- disability status. I found I found <laughs> I found that out the hard way. Um, Jeez, what about what about the you know? There's more millionaires per capita in China. What about all those privileged Chinese people? What are they? What are they called? Well, I mean, the social justice warriors aren't are interested in in uh China. I mean Well, yeah. I mean if I mean that and I mean that's that's the other thing is this whole thing with identity with identity politics, it's become a cult with the whole social justice. It's become it's become a cult religion in a sense. Yeah. Yeah. I mean the way they go on and on about it. Um, you know, and how if you offend them you, you know, they're going to run you out of your, they're going to try and, you know, run you out of your employment or your, or your place of business. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, we visited Sweet Life, um, you know, when I was back in town. Oh, you mean Masterpiece? Yeah. Masterpiece Cake Shop. Yeah. Well, Sweet Life is another bakery that's, uh, you know, battling the same thing in, like, another state. Oh. I, um, but, yeah, I mean, Matt, I mean, Masterpiece is another, is another, is another example of, yeah, of a, of a cult because, I mean, forget the fact, the fact, forget the fact that they're gay, you know, that, that, that those, I mean, I don't think that I don't think that had anything to do with. Well, I mean, it did. Yeah. I think moreover, they were looking. They were looking for. That maybe, I don't know. Um, anyway, though. I think that's a big part of it, and you know, I mean, just real quick, you know, I I don't think that privilege has a race. Well, well, what is what is what is privilege? Well, you know, I think about like, um, you know, when my grandfather died, he had monies to pass down. Yeah, that I didn't earn, that my parents didn't earn, but that he earned, but he gave. Right, but it... You know, and, and so for an African-American um, who's coming out of, you know, a, a, an American society that has slavery, that had had slavery, they might not have the same equity that the white folk have. But the issue is, is that there's more impoverished white people than there are impoverished black people and there are are black people who have built up massive fortunes oprah i mean even directly after the uh you know the emancipation proclamation and the civil war and the reconstruction you know the wizard of tuskegee you know, uh, 
um, Frederick Douglass, W.E.B. Du Bois. I mean, these were uh, men and and women who had great fortunes, great capability, and they passed those down for generations. Yeah. And and we're talking 1865, 1870, you know, yeah. right after the Civil War when African Americans could own land. And it and it wasn't easy by any means, but only only in America could they could they do that. You know, where where the I mean, where else had you heard of where there was slavery where you could do that at the, at the time? You know, Egyptian Egyptian slaves weren't as weren't lucky at all. So in that, I mean, yeah, and I mean, I, I think, um, yeah, that's yeah. I mean, I do think that there were other countries that provided a lot more equal um, living standards and rights to races the different races um you know like england and france and germany yeah you know and africa (laughs) where there were mostly black people (laughs) you know i mean although although africa uh, africa oh they had slavery there too i mean a lot of yeah well they had they had intertribal slavery, which yes, yes, yeah, which in some ways is worse. I would think. I mean, I mean, imagine being enslaved by your own race. Yeah. I mean, I at that point, I, I don't think it really matters. Right. Yeah. I'm not saying either one is good, but. I mean, there is a difference when Oh, boy. I mean, but either way, it's like, I'm a slave. Mm-hmm. No, I, I hear you. Yeah. But to have to live with, you know, this ingrained generational thought process of white people are better that is a very hard thing and i don't know if a lot of slaves believed that i bet many slaves actually believed that well which is very sad it is sad what's what's even sad to me though is now we have um now we have a whole generation now we have two generations or more who 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 have at least been who have who have been removed several times from slavery and at least twice from the civil rights movement and yet they still yeah. think they still think that they're owed something for um you know for stuff that no one in our generation, you know, did. And that, I mean, 
my parents aren't racist, my grandparents aren't racist. So, you know, but why do but why do we why do we as a race now, why do whites as a race now in 2018 need to pay reparations? Which is you know, what some of these actors mm. think. Well, I think about, you know, uh if we look at the situation that we're in right now, this white privilege, you know, okay, let's say I do have white privilege and I am a privileged individual. I'm not going to lie about that. I, I definitely have a lot of privilege. Um, it's not cause I'm white. It's because my ancestors, you know, came to a place that they, they lived, they worked from each other, you know, they, they used big families to make big connections, you know, in a, in a community. I mean, they used each other. They used their skill. They used their talent. They got on their knees and begged God to help them, you know, and yeah, I mean, a lot of it was natural resources around here that was, you know, there were laws, there were you know, and part of it was they were white, you know? Yeah. Um, in America. Uh, um, at a certain time, that was a big part of it. But as it went on, it became less and less of a part of it. And what became more a part of it was honestly their lifestyles you know were they gambling were they getting wasted were they saving their money were they having a lot of children you know it became a different um different factors than race started to play bigger parts but race at one point did so this privilege has passed down Right, yeah. From generation to generation. And here we are in this generation. I have done nothing for the house that I was born in, nothing for the parents that I've had, nothing. I have done nothing. I'm born and I have these things. And, uh, you know, Jeffrey or Andrew you know, some black kids in another neighborhood who at one point it was definitely about race, just like I was just saying. And further and further on, it became less and less about race and more about lifestyle and etiquette and, um, you know, all of these other things and um, how many children you were having and where you were moving and where you, you know, your demographics and what neighborhood and what church and all of these things. And you your friend groups. It became more and more about that. Uh, yeah. Um, and Anne and Jeffrey and then the black kid were born. They had nothing to do with their family's history. They had nothing to do with the parents that they had. They have nothing to do with the house that they were born in. And they're asking me, who has nothing to do with the parents, nothing to do with the the ancestry, nothing to do with any of that, if I can save them. Right. So, right now, in that mindset, I think of Jesus, bro. Freely you have been given, and so freely you will give. 
Yeah. So if Jeffrey and Andrew really have a serious problem with the privilege that I have, then I'm going to use that to help them. Now, is it my fault? Should they yell at me? Should they scream at me? Should they get angry at me? Well, if you have no one else to blame, then go ahead. But I'm still going to spend my life helping to better you, not because of your race, not because of your privilege, because you're a human being and you're in my community and I want to help you. I, I, would, I would agree with that to a, to a point. You can only help those so much. But at the end of the day, if, if, if someone doesn't want help, you know, you can't force it upon You're that. totally right. And I don't want to sound too idealistic. Right, no. You know, I just want to say that, you know, to the extent that I can help someone, you know, and sometimes I don't, and I'm sorry, but, you know, I'm, things happen, <laughs> you know. Sure. To the extent that I can, I would like to, you know, and and I'm sorry you feel that way. But yeah. Yeah, well I mean, you know? I mean, I think one of the th one of the things and I mean, I don't want to seem too self, you know, self-righteous, but you know, I I like I mean, I do cover politics a lot, but I also do have life discussions on this podcast. You know, where I just reminisce and I would like to think that those podcasts, well, the, all my podcasts, but especially those ones, really do help people. You know, maybe, I mean, I, I have gotten emails from, from, well, not so much emails, but, you know, messages on different social media platforms over the years, you know, saying that, you know, someone listened to my show and, you know, it might have made their day or it might have pissed them off. Um, you know, I've gotten those, but, you know, it, but maybe it's made them think about, you know, some perspective or something different or, uh, well, shoot, bro. They've made me think many times. And I, I just want to comment really quickly on what I was just saying is yes, freely you have been given and freely you will give. Um, but that's still the blood and the sweat of people. Yeah. You know, and we should respect what our ancestors have given to us and honor that and use that in the wisest way that we think, you know, right and with diligence steward it right. to the next generation. Well, well, my, my, my ancestors should not be squandered. Well, my, my, my ancestors on my, on my father's mother's side, so on my, so on my paternal grandmother's side, I think I've told you this before, uh, but for the, for the audience, it's going to be new. I, I do have, a, I do have ancestry going back to the American Revolution. So my forebears, in effect, helped to give us this country. And maybe that's why I'm into politics. Maybe, you know, 
maybe somewhere deep inside of me there's like a yearning to you know preserve this nation for future generations I mean you know that might sound, sound a little existential. No, no. I think anybody who has shared in the fruits of this nation should seek to preserve it for the next. Yeah. For the next generation of people. Now, I nation is, you know, we should probably say um, country, state. I, I, like, I like nation better than, than state, but... It that that's just semantics. Um, well, there's there's more than one nation in this state, right? In this country, I mean, there's all kinds of nations. You know, there's the cultural nations, there's the racial nations, there's the political nations. There's uh, there's the Whitfield nation. There's the Whitfield nation. You know, there's all kinds of nations. But there is, of course, one nation that I would like to think we all take part in. And that's probably united by the legal system that we're subject to. Yeah. Um... I think that's a major part of the state. You know, we're subject to the law. We're subject to the same punishment. You know, and that nation... Those laws help to define us as people and the way that we interact in a community with other nations, you know. So we do share in that in some kind of nationhood, I'd like to think. Uh, I'd, I'd like to think so, too. Um, yeah. Unfortunately, you know, it does seem that even that can be unjust. Sometimes. Yeah, I'm, I'm really rethinking what I said there, bro, in the past a few minutes ago. You know, I think I might have misapplied, you know, freely you have been given and freely you will give. Well, I, I'm those those labors, that money, those inheritances, whatever it may be, those are not free. Not no, not not. Well, I mean, they might be free to us, but our but family. they're free to us. That's right. Yeah, that was my next. Yes. Yeah, they're free to us. You know, just like grace, you know, God came to earth and died and rose again. The firstborn to eternity is Christ. And we have freely been given that forgiveness. You know, that's when Jesus is saying that, that's what he's talking about. Freely you have been given and so freely you will give. You won't charge people for the gospel. I... Yeah, that that's making me think of another thing. Um, did you ever see that clip I sent you of Jordan Peterson talking about the meek shall inherit the earth? We talked about it. And, I don't think I saw it, but bro, my friend has been telling me you gotta watch Aaron Peterson, bro. Yeah, doc, Dr. Uh, Jordan Peterson. Jordan, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, From the, Canada, right? Yeah, so, soci, sociology professor. The, yeah. The guy is the guy is fascinating. I'll I'll post some links to your uh, timeline, or maybe I'll maybe I'll email them to you since you don't. Check yeah, I I really I just don't get on Facebook. I well, think I'm gonna close my Facebook down. 
Yeah, well, after the whole uh, data breach thing, I might... Well, who are we kidding? I, I... The only reason I really have Facebook is to promote, is to promote this thing um, now. Right, right. Other, otherwise, otherwise, I probably would be off it. Um, well, not just that. I also... Uh, I also, because my stepmom likes to upload photos of my two little sisters, I'm on there for that, too. But um, I mainly like to blog and do long-form stuff and tweet if I have to do short-form stuff. But anyway, yeah, um, the meek shall inherit the earth. That, that's a fascinating um, term, and it's so... The reason I brought up Jordan Peterson is he has an excellent analysis of that where he, you know, where he actually like breaks that down and what it means. And it's not what people think it means. You know, people think, right. people think that, um, when they hear the meek shall inherit the earth, they think of meek as, you know, being weak. That the right. It's, it's not synonymous with weak. Right, not but not back then it wasn't. I mean, so the the definition, the little the little phrasing of that meant when when Jesus said that he meant he wanted men who knew how to fight and who knew how to how to be fierce, but who also could, uh, you know, who would rather keep their swords uh, sheathed um, and not have to use them. Um, mm. But, you know, it's one thing to have your sword sheathed and at your side rather than not to have one. Right. All. Well, you know, when he was in the garden, Peter drew his sword and cut off the ear of one of the guards. Which story is that? I don't I don't remember. Right when, when Judas came and kissed Jesus. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's right. So you reminded me, bro, of this Heritage Foundation. You know about the Heritage Foundation. Of course. Good. Um, This article is called, Did America Have a Christian Founding? by Mark David Hall. And he says this beautiful, beautiful thing. Um, Let's see. Oh, gosh. I'll have to email you this article, bro. It's really just super beautiful. I mean, it's just like so well concocted and each word is thought over, you know, and it's really well done. Yeah, send it to me, and then I'll 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 post it to the to the page or something, so other people can read it too. So, um, at any rate, you told me that you uh, have to go here soon, um, because you've got church. I do. So, um, I don't want to keep you on for much longer, but. Uh, unless you, unless you still have a few minutes, um, 
I do have a couple minutes here, and I'm looking for this wonderful quote. But overall, I, I would have to ask while we're uh, while we're while we're, wait, while we're waiting. Uh, what, yeah, yeah. What has your favorite uh, moment been, either from the podcast or just uh, interacting with me in the in the you know in the past few re- recent years? Oh man, my favorite moment was call was talking to you from a tent in in Oregon for the first time that I had become a Christian we spoke on the phone mm-hmm. and I was so happy to hear your voice and I wept and it was just so wonderful to hear from you the 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 feeling the feeling was mutual believe believe, believe me it what it was it was just so surreal to hear your voice and yeah, it was, it was a great thing, bro. I, it was just the birth of a new era in my life, you know? Yeah. I, I, I really do. And, And what about you? I mean, for me personally, I would have to say, when you actually came down, oh oh yes down here and i mean i i still tell people that story and it it's great i remember getting on here and telling people people that story but uh for those of you who haven't heard uh luke and my other friend uh, tyler who uh i've also been friends with for a long for a long time um they both came down here uh, pretty much unannounced the week before I had finals and uh, came down here and kind of crashed at our place. And uh, I don't think my mom was too happy at the sudden, uh, you know, at your guys' kind of unexpected visit at first. But, uh, well... Or maybe I'll, or maybe I'll let you kind of fill on that gap. But uh, I mean, I I think it all turned out pretty well. We had we had a great weekend. I know that. So. Mm. So. Well, bro, this is a long article. I'm just kind of skimming it here. Essentially, it's talking about how, you know, even when a police officer is, you know, using violence to restrain, um, you know, a person, they're actually exercising a form of self-control because they are protecting their neighbors from something that could be much, much worse. 
So he's arguing it's kind of like a, a just war theory. You know, that in fact, oh, it might not be this Hebrew. I mean, it might not be this, uh, this Heritage Foundation thing. It might have been another article that I was reading. Um, you know, but essentially was talking about, you know, that in, in certain wars that are meant to, oh, yeah, this was in a different article. I'll have to find it, bro. It was really great. It was talking about a just war and how, you know, in the grievances that were listed uh, in 1770 uh, something, it was, gosh, I can't remember the name of the document, but it was a right, you know, a right to bear arms or to take up arms. It was this big formal document. You mean the Bill of, that, Ri- you mean the Bill of Rights? It wasn't the Bill of Rights. It was before the Bill of Rights, and it was not. They weren't trying to separate. They were just saying the, we have all the rights in the just war to come against you. We could win it. This is why. This is what's happening uh, this is why we're grieved. These are the rights that you're violating. You know, it was all it was all in line with the just war theory, and essentially it oh, was. Oh yeah, what what's that? I'm 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 going to get crap from from listeners. Uh, over. Okay, hold on. I have it here booked. I, I, I want to say it's the Festivus document, but that's that's not that's not what it's called at all. So. The the what? The Festivist uh, de- Declaration. That, never What's, mind. What is that? Seinfeld joke. Uh, oh. The the day of the day of Festivus, the day to air your grievances from Seinfeld. Okay. Here's what it's called, bro. It's called. A Declaration of the Causes and Necessities of Taking Up Arms. Oh, yeah, yeah. That. See, folks, you won't hear this in your civics or history class. Well, they hopefully. I mean, it's super important. Anyway, it goes through embedded in this. It's written by Thomas Jefferson... And uh, and John Dickinson, and they go through. You know, we have all the right to do this. This is why, and they even talk about a just war is also a war that can be won. That's not too outmatched. I mean, this war was fairly outmatched, but but not really because the United States had resources and allies that were willing to fight. Uh, I mean, some may disagree with that, but let's see. Yeah, so, but do you get what I'm saying? It's kind of a form of self-control, of meekness that, you know, when an officer is exercising violence to restrain someone, he's actually, you know exercising meekness in a way yeah I, I he's exercising a you know we need to control this person because they will 
hurt the rest of society. I totally do get that. It's a form of restraint. Yeah. Yeah, but then, but I mean, th th again, that's not the same thing as weakness, which I no, think, which I no, think, no, which I think is a, is a very important distinction. Yes. Um, I also I also heard another interesting saying, and I and I've heard it before, but it's something like, uh, "Hard times breed strong men." Uh, strong men conquer hard times mm -hmm. uh, or or no um i think it's hard times breed strong men strong men strong men uh make it possible for soft times soft times breed soft men um, and then the cycle, re the cycle repeats. So essentially like soft men, the ones who are, who are soft, their inaction leads to war and whatnot, which will, you know, which leads to hard times. Mm. And then, um, let me let me pull the, let me pull this up on uh, the internet because I'm I'm trying to do this from from memory, but um, oh yeah, it makes sense though. Soft men, due to their sloth, breed problems, which then create hard men. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Let's see if Google has censored this. Okay. Uh, oh, weak. Okay. Oh, what the? Did, uh, oh. Um. Okay, hard times create strong men, strong men create good times, good times create weak men, weak men create hard times. Right. That's how yeah. it, that's how that saying goes. And it and it's very true too. Yeah. Alright man alright man, uh I think uh, I think that's a great note to end on. Thank you for uh, thank you for inadvertently coming on my uh, podcast, bro. <laughs> I, uh, you know, I I did an ep I did kind of a part one episode uh, last night, and uh, you know, hopefully this will be released later this afternoon, which is when I plan on posting this, and. Uh, Thank you for coming on. I, I can't think of a better guest to have had on uh, the show. Luke Nicholas, ladies and gentlemen, he's not on any social media platforms, not really. 
And don't try to find me. <laughs> uh, no. Uh, I, I, and I won't, I won't put you out there uh, too much. But uh, anyway, but he's a, he's a good friend, ladies and gentlemen. We've we've known each other for what? Eight, we've we've known each other for eighteen and a half years now since kindergarten. Yeah. Which uh, you know. So pretty much our whole entire conscious lives, which is pretty amazing. And, yeah. um, you know, thank you for, thank you for just being, being there for me. Luke, I, I really do appreciate it. Likewise, Sam. And, uh, folks, thanks for listening to our, our, uh, long rant. And thank you for slogging it through us. If, if you're still here, we really appreciate it. Uh, Good night, God bless, and God save this great nation. Amen.